Hello everyone, this is Epiphany, your favorite psychologist. In this episode, it's called Lonely and Without Love. I know there is millions, even billions of people who have been hurt by love, so I thought it was very critical for me to come on the air and do this segment. For it can be hard and you not see the light at the end of the tunnel and you want somebody to help guide you out of it. For those who say that forget love, I'm over it already, I don't ever want to be in love again, this segment is also for you. Just wait for it. (laughs) I'm going to give you the nourishment that you've been seeking in this segment. I'm going to give you the advice that I will want for myself because there is always hope and you should never lose hope on love because it's like losing hope on yourself. So, for those out there who's struggling with that concept of love, for it might be because you experienced some betrayal. Maybe the betrayal started as a small child. For most of us, that's usually where it starts. It might have been a parent or a grandparent, a teacher even, a brother, a sister, or a crush you've been crushing on that you finally got the courage to say, I like you. And then that person turns around and say, oh, you're ugly, (laughs) as kids do. (laughs) Kids have no filter. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Whatever the source may come from, I'm here to let you know that pain is not forever. Nothing is forever. Everything is transitional. Nothing can ever stay the same. So that's a good thing. So if you're in a dark space right now, know that it won't last because it's just not the laws of nature. Nothing can last forever. So for those um, people protecting their hearts and got their armor up and locked themselves in their room and binging on Netflix all weekend with their sweets and snacks, (laughs) refusing to come out, guarding your heart. Let me convince you that there is another way or another armor, I should say, that's better than what you're doing right now. For love is a armor. I'm explain what I mean by that. There's been several studies scientifically proven that love itself for humans is an armor. For did you know that when people are in love they feel less pain and I'm not talking about just emotional pain I'm talking about physical pain for love is an emotion but it has physical contributions and I always think that people overlook that how emotions play a direct impact on the physiology So therefore, you should never discredit your emotions. Your emotions are valid. Whatever you're feeling, you should let yourself feel it, release it. Don't harbor it or hold on to it by any means, but let yourself feel it. So therefore, you can eventually let it go. Transmute it, transform it, because that's what it's meant to do. So back to the study. There was a study that... People who were in pain, feeling some physical sensations that were negative and dark. And they showed a picture of the person that they were in love with. 
and that picture alone helped them reduce their pain by like 40% so I thought that was pretty neat that love itself could be a form of a pain reliever love is better than Advil <laughs> all those people out there who think they need to run to the drugstore and spend all this money on drugs that don't even work for the most part and have very very dangerous side effects sometimes the best remedy is the ones that's right under our nose we complicate things when sometimes life really is that simple you just need to be guided in that right direction so for those who also are still not convinced and over love <laughs> don't want anything else to do with it rather be locked in a dungeon somewhere hiding under a rock avoiding living life here's another study for you there's another study that says that people who are in love have sweeter lives and no I'm not talking about hypothetical I'm talking about literally far as they did a taste test on people who were not in love and the people who were in love and the people who were in love seemed to have a pleasant enjoyable experience with their meals everything tastes sweeter like even things that they normally didn't like for some reason was more enjoyable the study even reported that water I know a lot of people out there just refuse to drink water because it has no flavor I like water but I had to train myself on liking water water even tastes sweeter to the people who were in love to the counterpart of people of the study who were not in love just think about that how love can literally make your life sweet and far as being lonely and feeling cold and alone that's something to that too as well your body temperature responds to your emotional aspect of your being of where you in right right now in the time of your life that being said there was a study that they had two groups one group was the people that were in love of course and the people who had just got their heart broken just recently went through a divorce or a separation or you know an argument with their significant other and they were put in a room the room was the same temperature it wasn't like one room was kind of cold or or the one side of the room was cold the other side was not cold the room was the complete even temperature around but the people that were heartbroken who felt loveless were reported to actually say they felt colder <laughs> I thought that was a really interesting study like okay so if you're feeling cold right now it might have nothing to do with the weather it might be because you're suffering from a broken heart and it's better to invite some warmth back in by giving love a second chance. It's actually healthier for you to allow yourself to experience love. It's also been proven that people who are mad and resentful about an ex have a higher chance of developing serious health conditions like diabetes, heart disease that should be a no-brainer right there because the heart rules everything we're talking about the heart even high blood pressure and may even suffer from a weak immune system just because you're staying mad and you're choosing to stay mad at x because once again 
emotions on a continuing basis are a choice it might not be a choice initially because emotions of all ranges whether it's sad mad happy are instinctual so your first knee-jerk reaction may not be as controllable but if you're prolonging whatever that emotion is whether it's positive or negative that's a choice so you're choosing to actively be mad when honestly you're hurting yourself and you're putting your health in danger so when people say that love heals it's not just some random bumper sticker quote it actually does and I want to go over something very important I am not saying that you are incomplete (laughs) or you're nothing if you're single it's perfectly okay to be single if that's truly your choice but if you're being single because out of resentment or you're just afraid to open yourself again or you're being in a space of just being honorary and you don't want to allow yourself to live and experience life again because of one bad experience or maybe it's even two this is an opportunity for you to let yourself know that you are bigger than your emotions your emotions should not rule your everyday life as a child we don't have that luxury of really controlling ourselves our emotions kind of govern us. <laughs> if you ever watch the two-year-old, they usually just fall out over everything. It's called the terrible twos, temper tantrums. They have different names for it. They they can't really control themselves. But as an adult, we have that. We have that ability to be able to turn it on and turn it off like a faucet. So why not use that ability to be able to proactively create the life that you want? Because do you really want to sit in your room all weekend or all week or all month and get fat (laughs) eating ice cream watching netflix after a while all the shows kind of start seeming the same to be honest (laughs) have you watched the whole catalog of comedy shows have you watched the whole catalog of dramas already romantic comedies i'm pretty sure you have it's time to get back into life before you find yourself letting life pass you by so this is just to let you know that if you're interested in love you should definitely be open to it and there's all types of love out there I honestly recommend that people find out how to love themselves first self-love is the most important part of love type of love that you could ever do for romantic love goes through phases and there's been studies that we've been talking about during the segment that's been conducted only during the butterfly stage of love. And most people will call it maybe like the first stage of love because there's different names of it. But it all means the same. The first, there's five stages of love. In the first stage, of course, everything is grand. You're floating on air. <laughs> You believe you could fly, you believe you could swim, you believe you could teleport, you believe you could levitate. (laughs) That first stage feels euphoric. But then you get to like stage three and that's always the danger zone for some people. Stage three sometimes even lead people to divorce if you're married. It can get that dark and it can get that ugly and it can get that tough. But it doesn't mean you have to end up in divorce court 
there is ways to be able to elevate yourself to level five because level five is where you want to achieve yourself to be but you have to have the right tools you have to have the right knowledge and that's why i'm here for you i'm like your bff therapist i'm here for you and i won't give specifics here on the segment because everybody's situation is unique and i say this not as like a bait worm (laughs) to get you to contact me for a session but it's true we have different waves of loving there's different type of love so we have different types of ways of loving and what works for you might not work for somebody else so it has to be very specific instructions and tools just given to everybody that's uniquely different but they are tools that's the good part of it if that's what you inspire because you can be happy by yourself as well like I said most important love I will reiterate several times is self-love because romantic love does go through cycles and changes and loops and challenges and those challenges not necessarily a bad thing to be challenged is sometimes a good thing because it helps us correct certain karmatic problems that we've been dealing with for lifetimes Certain people are brought into our lives to be that mirror to help us see aspects of ourselves that need correcting or need nourishing or need to be somehow transmuted. So uh, you shouldn't look at a challenge all the time as a negative thing. Only when it comes to a situation where maybe you're in an abusive situation and yet definitely get out of that abusive situation. But there is not nothing wrong with a a light challenge (laughs) sometimes challenges make us stronger and help us realize who we are in the process which is always a beautiful thing to see to see your strength and experience your own strength is such an exciting thing to have in your life so you shouldn't fear that either you shouldn't fear living life is my point but definitely don't get into a relationship to fix something. Don't get into a relationship to be like um, a miracle cure-all. Because you're supposed to be your own cure-all at the end of the day. <laughs> so I invite people to come to me if you want some tools and references on how to deal with those certain challenges that will come. Because they will come in a relationship when we're talking about romantic love. That stage three will happen. It's almost a must. It definitely will happen. But I will give you this tip for free. It's when you confront the things that you've been running from your whole life. I'll repeat. It's when you confront the things that you've been running from your whole life. Is when you start to see breakthroughs in that stage three. That's one of the main big things about stage three to help you overcome it so there is hope but it takes a little bit of courage a little bit of courage to get underneath out of underneath those covers (laughs) take a shower (laughs) put some real clothes on pick yourself up dust yourself off as they say and get back into love and whatever love you choose is okay I even say self-love for all those different types of love out there it should be something that can resonate with you that you get your wheels back turning I know in school they never taught us how to truly love each other 
in school they never taught us about love at all like, we have no idea what it is or what kind of love it is and the different types of love none of that was actually taught to us so we as a whole globally i've seen we're a disadvantage and we're in a crisis when it comes to love and how to love each other most people just don't understand what it is and most people just allow themselves to get disappointed because they have these very fictitious Walt Disney ideas of what love is. And that's what makes me so upset about Walt Disney. <laughs> yes, Walt Disney has contributed a great amount of movies and entertainment for children. But some adults should have came along the way and say, hey, that was a great movie. That was cool. I'm glad you liked it. But just let you know, that's not how life really is. <laughs> because it's a programming. It's a programming. It's a brainwashing. Whenever you see something repeatedly, that is actually the form of brainwashing and hypnotizing hypnosis of someone. That's actually a step in the process of it. So when you're doing that to a child, you're installing false beliefs it's going to set them up for a disaster when they become an adult because they start actually believing in that i came across an individual one time who was well in his 40s and this actually wasn't a love situation but it reminded me of how cartoons media in general brainwash us he lived in an area where there was a lot of random bunnies rabbits running around cute little bunnies you know everybody loved bunnies for most people and he would feed them because you know he loves nature and all that <laughs> carrots so <laughs> he got upset one day because he felt like he was wasting his time and money or whatever because he would come to the yard and just see the carrots still there laying there like the carrots was being untouched he would notice there would be all these different bunnies running around his yard but yet they were not eating his carrots that he just so generously gave to the rabbits. And he called them ungrateful. <laughs> See how we so easily worked up or let our emotions just let us explode so easily. And he came to me and he asked me about this. And I was like, well, it's because these are hood rabbits. <laughs> this is not a cartoon. True enough, if you feed a domesticated rabbit bunny over time wrap carrots it will eat a carrot but if it's in the wild if it's in a place where carrots don't grow like this is urban urban he lives in an urban setting no one's growing carrots there's not a farm nowhere it's not a farm for hundreds and hundreds of miles for where he lives there's no carrots so if the diet was just carrots the bunnies would starve to death and I had to explain that to him like you have to be able to discern fiction from real life <laughs> think about it if that was really truly the diet they would die and he thought about it. he was like oh you're right there is no carrots growing out here wildly no they're not so that's why they eat the weeds and the grass instead of the carrots because weeds grow rapidly in the urban setting in the hood <laughs> I just, I, every time I think about that, I just get tickled pink because this grown man really is, had these high expectations for these bunnies to eat carrots because he saw Bugs Bunny. Who remembers Bugs Bunny? 
he saw Bugs Bunny eating carrots. So that programmed in his mind literally for four, 40 years. Then that, that's what he thought that the main diet was for bunny rabbits. So that's why it's very cautiously to pay attention to things that we listen to, things that we watch. What we ingest is more than just food. Our surroundings, our environment, it's all a part of programming. So you want to just be careful with that and not have these Hollywood versions of what love is. Because there's so many types. There's unhealthy love. There is healthy love, which I don't think many people have ever seen. (laughs) There is supportive love. There is freeing love. There's controlling love. There's restrictive love. There's just love itself. There's creative love. There's spiritual love. There's romantic love. There's universal love. There's a parental love. There's a grounded love. There's a very heavenly, esoteric, uh, idealist type of love. You might as well just say there's 50 shades of love <laughs> out there. And that's okay. The problem only comes when one is not aware. When we're continuing to stay in the dark about certain information. Now it's time to basically face the things that we've been running from and know that everyone's expression is going to be different depending on where they grew up how they were raised so you can't expect someone to love you the way that you think love is I remember a time where I I witnessed a guy that only wanted to have a girl in his life if she wasn't interested in him because he was raised in an environment where most people in his family ignored him so he had developed this complex to basically constantly earn love he thought love was supposed to be earned because he never got the attention he he sought out or deserved as a child because as a child we deserve much energy much nutrients much guidance because we're so young we're sponges that don't know anything and we need that help to be able to form a healthy development so you know whenever he got in a relationship he would complain about the women not really being there for him attentively but he would subconsciously choose women who were not there attentively because his mother was not there attentively for him So he was pretty much replicating the experience he had with his mother in his relationships. So even with women, I've experienced that with women as well. Like a woman will choose a mate that resembles some type of dysfunction that they experienced with their father. And we would think it's love because that was the person who was supposed to give us love as a kid. Your first love is your parents. It's just what it is. Even if they didn't raise you, even if you were adopted, your first love is your parents. Your first example of what love is, your first thought, ideas, and feelings of what love is, is through your parents. So if you had a parent that was there or not there, that's what your idea of love is. So you had an absentee father. That basically means that you think that love is supposed to be absentee. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, that's what your subconscious program was love. If you had somebody that was overly controlling, that's kind of what your mind and program your mind subconsciously think what love is supposed to be. So that's why I say I have to sit down with people individually to be able to explain how we all relate differently depending on our conditioning of what things were from our upbringing. Well, back to what I was saying first, it's always good to practice self-love because regardless of what somebody does or doesn't do, if you have that self-love, you have that foundation and you can be unshakable. If somebody break up with you, you won't fall apart. Like I know so many people who when they get, break up with someone, they fall all apart. Like their life is over. You know, they, they can't go to work. They can't even get up and wash their butt. <laughs> they can't do anything because they made that person their everything. Which is never the way it's supposed to be. Because that's not even fair to the other person. I once read something from a blogger I thought was pretty interesting. The blogger said... We project all of our hopes and all of our dreams on our lover. We imagine that they will fulfill our desires and give us all the things that we did not get as children. Once again, it always goes back to our childhood. Deliver on all the promises on our early relationships fail to fulfill us. And that's kind of what most people do when they get into relationships. They hope that their mate can fix their childhood for them. And that's just not impossible. That's just impossible. Your your mate cannot fix your childhood. That actually means you're supposed to go into a, a teleportation machine, a time machine, and go back to 10, 20 years or whatever it was when you were a kid. <laughs> no one can do that. No one can go back into a time machine and jets in their way back into when you were five. It would be cool if we could, but... No one can do that for you. But that's the kind of bar we set for our mate. That's the kind of heavy load we put on our mates. And it's just not fair. Because no one could ever do that. Only you can do that. If you want to. If you want to heal those wounds from your past. You can do that. So yeah, we have these superficial or over the top unbelievable expectations for our mates. And then wonder why things fail. <laughs> people always want to talk about well you know you're supposed to love somebody unconditionally but be honest out there who's out there really loving someone unconditionally we all have conditions we all have conditions because we all have different ways of loving and we all have our interpretations of loving i found a very interesting fact even on the word love itself the word love itself comes from a Sanskrit word. And it does not mean what we think it means. Because <laughs> I believe that everything is energy. I mean, not just my belief. Einstein said it first. Everything is energy. Even words, they have their own reverberation, vibration to them. So the word love comes from a Sanskrit word, the bot. Yati, which simply means to desire. So, 
Desire is not the same thing as what people think of as love. It's similar, but it's not the same thing. So for women out there, when I when I hear stories about how someone maybe deceived them, a perceived deception, I always kind of like bring up this little tidbit information about what love is. So a guy can tell you, for example, I love you. And then he can quickly get you in the bedroom and have sex with you. And then the next day he's gone. You don't hear from him ever again. And the girls are heartbroken because she felt used and all this. I was like, well... He didn't lie to you necessarily because the word love, the original meaning and reverberation of the word love is simply desire. He did desire you. If you was looking for devotional love, you you was looking for something else. I think that the Western society picked the wrong word for love. <laughs> I think they should have picked the other Sanskrit word, which is Bayati. Bayati means devotional love. And that's what most people have these high expectations of. They want they made to worship them as a god. And that's just simply not happening through all five stages. Like I said, there's five stages to love. And that might happen in the first stage. You know, the wooing stage. You know, the Mac Daddy charisma stage. <laughs> you might get some of that. But you won't get that throughout all the stages. And some people don't even want that. Some people want um, more just passion. Some people hate to get bored easily. And that's a Sanskrit word. It's uh, anaraki. That word means passion in Sanskrit. So that's what they should have gravitated towards. Like passion. Just to give you an example. Not everybody's looking for the same thing. Some people might be looking for a devotional, unconditional. Some people might just be looking for intense passion and desire. Some people might just be looking for affection. It's all on the other person's upbringing and individual personality. So, it's good to have communication. It's good to be able to talk things out and let people know what you believe is love. Because everybody has their own version of love. (laughs) Everybody. And... It's also good to be able to own where it might come from. Because if you have a, a, a version of love that might be toxic for you in the long term, it's good to dig deep and see where that yearning comes from. You know, why do you yearn for somebody who doesn't seem to have time for you? Or whatever it might be. You know, find out why whatever shade of love you're into why you're into it so yes love romantic love especially can be very messy because it morphs it changes and into different stages and many people just not even aware of it they're not even aware of what's going on and they have these unrealistic expectations which is coming from our childhood we should definitely have those open dialogues earlier in life but that never truly happens so I want you to practice compassion for yourself and for people around you because no one really knows how to love no one really knows what it is and and if you're not able to love yourself first how are you supposed to expect your mate to truly love you It always starts with self. It always starts with self-forgiving. 
because a lot of us have this guilt that we carry around for something we did in innocence but we got scolded for it we got reprimanded for it we got punished for it and then we're carrying that too into our day-to-day life into our new relationships onto our jobs and it's good to be able to just have that awareness of where it's coming from so like I said love yourself first not demonizing romantic love is a beautiful thing if you find the flow because it's truly a dance when someone described it to me one time as a dance and when you don't know how to dance and you have two left feet what's going to happen is you're going to step all over each other (laughs) or you can like look like somebody off a dancing with the stars you know how they just seem to be so in sync those couples on stage and how the rhythm it just goes with each other and it hits you like you feel in love just watching somebody else in love like that type of energy it's so beautiful to witness and experience and life is meant to be experienced but you shouldn't let love be a savior especially romantic love shouldn't be your savior i tell people to look at it as like a doctor when you go to the doctor and you're sick the doctor give you some medicine now this medicine might work or might not because once again everybody physiology responds to things differently so it's all experience it's all experiment and experience you don't know people put doctors on such a high pedestal for no reason (laughs) they're just like you and me they just studied a few more books pretty much you should never put your doctor as your savior you should always check in with yourself because you have the truth within yourself we all do we all have the truth especially if you know how to tap into meditation you're able to you can self-heal yourself it's been proven people have done it all the time but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't utilize doctors because some sense situations it's just not that easy to tap into the answer ourselves and we might need a little help so you shouldn't push a doctor away it's good to walk the middle path do not praise your doctor and make him jesus And do not run from your doctor either because they might actually have something to help you. That's kind of what love is. You shouldn't run away from love, but you shouldn't let it be your end all be all and make it your everything. You should still have a self-love, self-interest, because like I said, there's many types of love. Creation is one of my favorite type of loves. When I create art, I'm in love. When I dance, I'm in love. When I paint, I'm in love. (laughs) When I do yoga asanas, I'm in love. When I do something that I didn't think I could do, that's that's in love. Going back to challenging, empowering ourselves. Making something that you didn't think you could. Creating life. That's love. Whenever you make something that's creating a life form, because everything is it's living and breathing. So I want you to know that whatever you're going through right now, it's temporary. (laughs) It doesn't have to be forever. And you are deserving of experiencing love. Whatever shade it is, whatever facet it is, you should go experience love. Because it truly can heal. It can make you a superhero. 
whether it's self-love or romantic love. This is Epiphany. You can contact me on Facebook, Lust for Life, LV, Lust number four, Life, LV. Or you can email me, Lust for Life. And the email is Lust for Life number four at consultant.com. Or you can email me at entertainmentex at yahoo.com. If you want to schedule an appointment with me and you want to talk more about getting this hump and fears about love and allowing yourself to be emerged by the nutrients of what the energy is, because it's just energy. And I hope you enjoy.